Thank you for listening to the Grace Chapel Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our senior pastor, Kurt Henman. For more information about our church, visit our website at gracechapel.cc or follow us on social media at Grace Chapel, Ohio. Our text is Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. We're going to finish chapter 10 today, and we'll dive into chapter 11 next week. But verse 38, just give me a second. I'm always the last one there. Hopefully it gives you time to get there as well. It begins. As they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. As we come to our passage here, we are going to encounter two very wonderful women. There were two women who were best friends with Jesus. They both loved Jesus, and they both give us a picture of what it means for us to live fully for him. And and so as we unpack this passage, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the first woman whose name is Martha, and then we're going to take a look at the second woman whose name is Mary. Verse 38 continues. And a woman named Martha welcomed him, that is Jesus, into her house. Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. That is, she was open, she was ready, she was available. Listen, there's no hesitation from her whatsoever here. And here is even the more amazing thing, is that Jesus enjoyed being there. That is, they were friends. Jesus was comfortable in her home. He, he wanted to be there. He enjoyed being there. And, and listen, Martha had nothing to hide. She, she had no you know, secret closets that she didn't want Jesus to peer into. She, she fully welcomed him in. Jesus says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, that is, at the door of your heart. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. That is, I will have fellowship with them. And I don't know if you know this or not, but today... Jesus' desire is to have fellowship with you. Jesus' great desire today is to be friends with you. And that is so amazing. And listen, really the only question is this. Are you willing to receive him? Are you willing to open that door? Are you willing to welcome him in to your home, into your life, into, into your heart. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell within you richly. And that Greek word there for dwell means to, to be at home. That is, let Jesus' words be at home 
in your heart. Let, let Jesus' words be at home in your, in your life, in, in your literal home, in your family, in your, in your marriage. Well, Martha not only welcomed Jesus, she, she, she served Jesus. Take a look at verse 40. We'll come back to verse 39. Take a look at verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Now, we'll come back to that whole distracted part, but I want us to note that she was serving. And listen, that is a good thing. It is a good and right thing to serve Jesus. You know, we remember back in Luke chapter 9, where Jesus was telling us about true greatness. And he says, listen, if you want to be great in my kingdom, you will be a servant of all. Or in Luke chapter 10 here, we remember in verse 2 that he, Jesus said, listen, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, the, the workers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest. And so listen, serving God is a good thing. Work is needed. And then we remember as well here in in chapter 10, around verse 17, you remember Jesus sent out the 72 disciples and they went out and they ministered for Jesus, they worked for Jesus, and then they, they returned with joy. That is, listen, it is a joy to serve Jesus. And, and Martha had joy in serving Jesus. She wanted to serve him she loved him her motivation was out of love and so listen it's the same for us we're we're glad to serve jesus because we love him we don't do it to impress other people we don't we don't do it to somehow get have god get us something you know we do this so he'll do this for us we we do it out of love well, verse 40, once again. But Martha was distracted. That is, her motivation began as love, but then her heart became twisted. It became distracted. And, and so Martha got off course. And likewise, we can get off course when we are serving Jesus as well. And so the word distracted here or in the Greek means to be pulled in different directions. And so I don't know if you've had a day like that or not. You know, you start out right, you know, your heart's right, your your attitude's right. You got a big day, but you know, it's you, you got it, you know, you got it figured out and so you you go into your day and <laughs> the work just becomes bigger. And the complexities and the problems just increase. And so, listen, you feel pulled in different directions. You feel these competing demands uh, increasing, pulling you apart. And, and so, listen, that is where Martha was at. That is what, you know, serving Jesus, hosting Jesus in this moment became bigger than what she anticipated and 
And so listen, Martha goes from welcoming Jesus, she goes from serving Jesus to questioning him. Take a look at verse 40 again. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and, and she went up to him, that is Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. That is, listen, Martha is overwhelmed, and so she sees her sister, you know, sitting at the feet of Jesus, and, and she questions whether Jesus really cares. And so she's thinking, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm out here, you know, working my tail off, and my sister, she's just sitting there hanging with you, you know, having a good time with you. I mean, I would like to do that too, Lord, but somebody has to serve. I mean, somebody has to do that. This isn't fair. You know, wouldn't it be better if we worked together and then we, we both could sit at your feet and in, enjoy time with you? Answer, by the way, yes, it would. But her heart is full of resentment and and so outwardly, it looks like she's worshiping, but inwardly, <laughs> she is seething. And, and so likewise, this, this can happen to us as well, and we, be, we can become critical of our brothers and sisters in Christ and think, you know, Lord, why, why aren't they helping? I mean, why aren't they doing something? Well, you know, why am I the only one who sees what needs to be done? Why, why am I the only one that's, that's keeping things afloat? It looks like everybody else is, is having some downtime. They're, they're hanging with you, Lord. Why, why don't you go tell them? Why don't you go show them, too, what needs to be done? Well, our verse continues, and... Verse 41, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. Now listen, he, he's saying that very lovingly. It's a term of endearment, but he is looking to, to gain her attention. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. That is, ultimately, Jesus says, you know, Martha, the problem is not Mary. Now listen, Mary could have helped a lot more. But, but ultimately, Martha, the problem really is not Mary. It is your heart. That is, listen, ultimately, your heart is full and burdened and worried about a lot of stuff. And so here we get a little insight. Listen, it wasn't just, you know, the burden of serving or hosting in this moment. There was a lot of other stuff going on in Martha's heart that was affecting her in this moment. And so as always, <laughs> you know, Jesus just goes right to the root of the issue. But listen, Martha, Martha thinks, you know, I've got a problem. You know, listen, I need to relieve this pressure and anxiety that I'm feeling in this moment. And so she tells Jesus, 
Well, you know what? This is what needs to happen to set me free. This is what needs to happen for me to feel better. And Jesus very lovingly looks at her and says, well, no, that's not what needs to happen. You know, likewise, we can often think, you know, Lord, the problem is them. (laughs) Deal with them, Lord. You know, why aren't you disciplining them, Lord? Why, Why aren't you instructing them? And the Holy Spirit whispers to us, you know, that's not your concern. What is your concern is your own heart. That is, is your heart full of bitterness or love? Is your heart full of fear and angst or faith? That is, listen, is your heart in fellowship with me? That is what will set you free from your anxiety and your troubled heart. But listen, her her anxiousness and her angst is it's just coming out at her sister and it's coming out at Jesus so that she questions his goodness and care in her life. And that's the problem with anxiety. Anxiety is a great enemy of our faith. And listen, people are plagued by it today. And so what do we do? Well, there's a couple things that I do to combat anxiety in my life. I'm just going to give you a couple things that I walk through in my head on a regular basis. And one of the ways that I'm combating anxiety today is this. I I monitor my bad news intake. <laughs> that is, listen, I know we need to be aware of what's going on. I, I get that. We can't bury our head in the sand. But listen, we intake way too much, and then we wonder, you know, why is my heart so messed up? Why am I so stressed and anxious about so many things? Why am I troubled about so many things? And you know, it's kind of like that old computer programming term, giggo, garbage in, garbage out. Philippians 4.8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, listen, think on these things. So we have to be very intentional about where we are setting our mind and where we are setting our heart. And so sometimes we just don't monitor that and we let so much stuff in and it stirs us all up. The second thing that I take a look at is the spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power and love and a sound mind. And so if the voice in my head does nothing but make me feel fearful about the future, fearful about my circumstances, fearful about whatever, it just produces that sense of 
uncertainty and anxiety and worry and all that sort of stuff, I rebuke it. And I recite that verse to remind myself, listen, that's not my Father speaking to me. And so I rebuke it. And I replace it. I replace it with the fact that my Father does hear me. And my Father will meet all my needs. And so listen as well, if I'm listening to a podcast or YouTube or TV or radio, what, whatever platform, you know, if, if they just start rehashing everything, you know, I've got, I've got the news, I've got what I need, but they, you know how they do it, just rehashes it and rehashes it. You know, if, if all that is being stirred up in me is not new information, but just a bunch of stuff that I can't do anything out about anyway, and it's just stirring up uncertainty in my heart, I turn it off. I can't do anything with it anyway. It doesn't help me in the least. The third thing that I do is ultimately I come to the feet of Jesus and I release it to him. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. That is, listen, I have to often come to the feet of Jesus and say, listen, I, I can't, Lord, but you can. I, I can't carry this, but you can. You know, I, I can't solve this, but you can. And so often I find myself carrying things that I can't carry, trying to solve things that I can't solve. That is, I'm playing God, and I'm very, very bad at it. And so I need to cast it all upon Him, because listen, His power is unlimited. His love is unlimited. The fourth thing I do is I remind myself that God will never leave me or forsake me, Hebrews 13, 5. I remind myself that God has been faithful, that listen, I'm still kicking. I'm still standing right here before y'all simply because of God's faithfulness. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God's faithfulness. And so listen, I think back over my life, and I think back of all the worry and fretting I've done, and listen, it didn't help anything. <laughs> it, it didn't change anything. And so I just remind myself, I've done a lot of fretting and worrying, and it didn't, it didn't help at all. It didn't change anything. It just made me miserable. And so I remind myself as I look forward, listen, God, God has been faithful. He will be faithful. There's no use in me trying to control or fret about things. It doesn't change a thing. Well, our verse, our passage continues. Verse 39. And she, that is Martha, had a sister called Mary. And so now we're going to look at Mary. From Martha we learn that it's important for us to serve Jesus. And from Mary, we're going to learn that there's something else that is absolutely essential as well. Verse 39 again. 
And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. So this phrase here that she sat at the Lord's feet in the Greek has the idea that she was as close to him as she possibly could be. And so listen, Mary is in a place of intimacy, but she's also in a place of honor and instruction. That is, listen, in Jesus' day, for a woman to be in the circle of disciples at the feet of the rabbi, this intimate circle of discipleship and teaching, listen, that did not happen. And listen, what a privilege we have to sit at the feet of Jesus. I mean, we just sang about it. We are children of God. We have full access to heaven. Listen, Jesus dwells within us by his spirit. It doesn't get any closer than that. It doesn't get any more intimate than that. And so let me ask us, listen, when was the last time you sat at the feet of Jesus? That you sat at his feet long enough to really lay all of your burdens, all of the pressure, all of your fears, all of your anxieties upon him. That you stayed long enough to let it all go. That you stayed long enough, listen, just just to be with him just to experience his peace, just to experience his presence, just to experience his goodness. Listen, I have personally discovered that I don't have anything to give anyone, my wife, my kids, the staff, this church, our community. I don't have anything to give anyone without first receiving it from Jesus. And so listen, I need to daily be at the feet of Jesus. That's that's an appointment I cannot miss. I can't afford to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I thirst for it. Verse 42 But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken from her. That is ultimately, you know, this world speaks to us so loudly and our own flesh responds and we think, you know, this will make me happy or 
or that will make me happy, or you know what, this person will satisfy me or complete me, or if this changes that, then I'll be happy and satisfied. And listen, maybe for a while, but ultimately, you'll be looking again. In just a short amount of time, you will be empty again. That is, listen, only Jesus can satisfy. The longer I live, the more I just want to know Jesus. I just want to be Jesus and the, or be with Jesus because the reason is this, because He, He is goodness. He is satisfaction. He is my joy. He is life. He is the good portion. Listen, now and for forever. Well, ultimately, the point of our passage is this. It is Mary, then Martha. It is presence, then production. It is intimacy, then industry. It is worship, then work with all your might to the glory of God. Let's pray. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more sermons like this, visit us online at gracechapel.cc.